and welcome to my podcast. I'm Sarah Louise, a construction and architectural photographer specialising in the built environment. I am so glad you've pressed play today. Um, Each week I drop a new podcast covering a behind the scenes look into photographing buildings and all things related in this space. So I will cover funny on-site stories, occasional interviews with building industry leaders in the construction and architectural fields, as well as tips and tricks on uh, how to best prepare for photo shoots and much more. Really my adventures navigating this fabulous field. So once again, a big thank you for listening. Let's begin. Hey Sujay, I thought I would talk about how I landed my first big client um, and the follow-on from that. But first, I wish to send out a special thanks to those of you that have been kind enough to leave a review uh, for the podcast. I so appreciate that. Um, Now, last week I interviewed the hubby. Uh, That was interesting. I even learned a few things I hadn't known previously. But seriously, um, a big thanks to Ben for being so candid and um, honest about his experience in construction. So far, it has been the most popular episode, so good one, Benny. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, I highly recommend it. It runs for just um, over 20 minutes. It's a quick listen, so um, yeah, get on to it. I, I should let you know, however, there is a little bit of swearing in that one. Um, But I'm sure if you work in construction or photography for that matter, it's nothing you haven't heard before. So yeah, jump on and have a a listen to that one. But today, how I landed my first big client. Now, um, this is going back to 2007. Um, I'd been working in the industry for a few years prior to this, uh, just building my business and clientele. And um, I had already... Um, got I guess a a small healthy base of clients for which I was doing work for at the time Um, but yeah I just hadn't sort of got that that huge you know huge win um, with a big client so going back even prior to 2007 my first foray into construction photography as I've previously mentioned was um, being asked by my then boyfriend's company to photograph one of their projects. Um, and so that's really how it all started. I um, was given the opportunity to photograph all of their projects, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years later when Hubby finished his apprenticeship and moved on to the next company, I somehow got asked to shoot their work too. So I actually owe Ben a great deal um, for getting me into this field. From there, I started winning work on my own merit um, through word of mouth. I, um, you know, I was always very, very excited to, you know, head out to site and and shoot some of these developments. Um, And, you know, life was good. (laughs) So I was off, I was hell-bent on making this my career path. 
I did do um, a little marketing at the beginning. I prepared a marketing plan and a strategy, which proved to be quite successful at that time. Whether or not it would work today, well, that's a different story. Um, but this, you know, th- this marketing marketing plan did um, gain me even more work and some great, you know, clients at the time. It also proved to me that there was definitely a market for construction photography. Um, you know, in my early years when I uh, joined our National Photographic Association, I hadn't really met that many photographers working in this field. There was, you know, there was three maybe um, who funnily enough are some of my closest friends today. <laughs> um, I did end up being mentored by these wonderful men and I do consider them some of my dear friends. So Tony Knight, Ian Vanderwald and the late Ian McKenzie, thank you. Um, if I still have to bounce you know, anything, I still ring these guys and um, they never let me down. <laughs> so thanks guys. Anyway, um, back to 2007, I received a phone call from a lovely gent named Andrew who'd been given my details from a colleague named Kate. And um, Andrew was the super, <coughs> excuse me, intendant for a large uh, scale project. So for those of you who don't know construction, Usually on large projects, uh, you have the developer or the client, and in most cases, they will commission a superintendent firm, or otherwise known as project management company, um, and that company will act on their behalf uh, with the builder and the consultants. So essentially, you know, it's client-side project management, and Andrew sat in this position. And he asked if I would be interested in coming in for a meeting to discuss photographing a large construction project for one of Australia's retail giants. Um, hell yes. (laughs) So you can imagine how that phone call went. Whilst trying to stay cool, calm and collected, but on the inside, fist pumping and jumping up and down, um... You know, it it was pretty exciting to get that phone call. <laughs> so we made a time to meet on site and have a walk through to nut out what the scope of the works would be. Andrew, if you're listening, I imagine you'll be having a little smile to yourself right now. Um, I have worked with Andrew since on quite a few projects over the years but I've never fessed up to this before. So I'm sure Andrew will be having a giggle on my behalf. Anyway, after hanging up the phone, um, I immediately rang our mutual colleague Kate and thanked her profusely, as you can imagine. Um, So just to tell you who Kate is, she now runs Elliot Safety and she is highly, highly skilled in her area of expertise um, surrounding safety and construction. Um, Kate and I first met when she was working as the safety manager for a large construction company at um, 
at the time and who I had done work for prior to this project. So as it turned out, um, you know, she mentioned that the company that she was working for also had won the contract to construct the project, which was great. So we did end up working on that project together. She uh, had really done me a solid by mentioning my name when it was brought up that the project needed to be captured. And I am and will be forever grateful to her for putting me forward for that. I don't think she'll ever realise how much. (laughs) Um, I think the next phone call I might have made was to my hubby to have a little freak out, (laughs) uh, get some advice. I just, I always value his opinion so much. But also when I'm having a moment, (laughs) he's usually the only one to settle me down and and bring me back down to reality. (laughs) Okay, so the day of the meetings arrived. Now, I still haven't revealed to you who it was for. I, um, you know, got myself organised and drove my little car into town, uh, parked and walked a short distance into the heart of Melbourne's um, CBD. And looking up at the famous houndstooth pattern as I entered the (laughs) David Jones flagship store. So, yes, that's right, folks. It was um, the redevelopment of the David Jones store that I'd been asked to um, meet about and perhaps photograph. Andrew and I had arranged to meet at the infamous lifts, which at that stage were uh, located in the centre of the store. And, um, you know, I made my way. I stood nervously waiting for Andrew to arrive. And he did arrive shortly after. Um, I (laughs) shook his hand. I put my big girl pants on and I looked him in the eye and presented myself as a true professional. However, can I tell you, I was sweating bullets. (laughs) Um, Of course, I, you know, I didn't need to be nervous as Andrew was completely lovely. Um, We walked the job and chatted and sort of got to know each other and it was, it was really, really cool. Um, I got to see some of the floors that had not been sort of operational for some time and the architecture and the period style ornamental features were absolutely incredible, let me tell you. It was really like a peek behind the curtain to some extent. So we were walking around, Andrew explained that I would need um, to try and capture the project once to twice a month uh, as the project evolved and changed. Um, The challenge being to try and capture from the same angles each time to show before and afters. And this was also before time lapse was a thing. So, um, you know, it was all done manually in camera, still photography. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool. Anyway, we finished the walk and agreed that I would come back to Andrew with some different options uh, for him to review and to take back to his client. And, um, you know, we said our goodbyes and I then started walking back to my car. I guess I was in a bit of a daze, really. Uh, But at the same time, my brain was ticking on overload. I mean, holy shit. Could I pull this off? I really 
wasn't sure. <laughs> um, I wanted to, but I hadn't done anything of this magnitude before. So this was going to be, you know, something out of my comfort zone. It was going to be a very long ongoing project um, and it was imperative that the image imagery was handled well and delicately and professionally. Um, it was completely next level in regards to the amount of images that would need to be taken um, and to fully capture the project in its entirety. It would end up being, you know, like thousands of images. So, yeah, really, really important project. Um, it required somebody, who, you know, who was discreet. Um, Myers was also redeveloping their store at the same time. So, you know, it was sort of, you know, I, I guess a little bit sensitive. Um, so whoever got chosen for the job really had to be uh, the right person. So I'm walking back to my car. Um, and my brain's ticking, just ticking, ticking, ticking on overload. Um, I don't think, you know, for the rest of the day, I could barely contain myself. I think when I got, got home, I may have needed a stiff drink to calm me down. <laughs> um, but I don't even drink. So <laughs> out goes the phone call to hubby, to Mr. Sensible. And um, I'm sure he was a voice of, of reason, told me to settle down. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess that's a little insight. I just get so excited when new opportunities present themselves. So that night I pulled an all-nighter, um, preparing a full dossier on how I would approach the project and, of course, coming up with a fee as well for the service. I included things like methodologies, um, a full CV, all of my insurance certificates and a few other requirements you need when working in construction. Um, I also included imagery of past projects I'd worked on and some other things that I'm going to hold back for now. <laughs> um, I can't give away all my secrets. <laughs> and then I had everything professionally printed and bound in a nice folder. So I really put the effort in. I just didn't type a quote and email it off. And I think, you know, when dealing with companies in a commercial capacity, it's so important to put your best foot forward. Go that extra mile and, and be the purple cow, as they say sometimes. I, um, you know, I'd really considered everything that Andrew and I discussed and um, I ended up giving him three options for his perusal. Um, and then the next morning I, I went further and I, I actually phoned him and made the effort to make a, an appointment to um, put the folder in Andrew's hands. So here I went off again, <laughs> um, went down to the site, met Andrew at the site office, offices rather. Um, at this stage I was also introduced to one of his colleagues, Jason. Uh, who I dealt with quite often throughout the project. And he was also such a lovely man, always helpful and professional. Uh, let me say that both Andrew and Jason also work at very high levels in and around construction now, and our paths do still cross from time to time. But um, back to that fateful meeting now... 
I'll just preface it by saying that when I, I put the prices together for this project, I'd never really done anything, as I mentioned, of this magnitude before. So the fee structure that I put put on it was, let me say, way more than I could could ever have imagined. Um, something that, you know, you, you sort of dream about. <laughs> Um, it was fair for the work involved because, you know, it wasn't, it, there was a lot of um, extra behind the scenes work uh, that had to be done being such a long, long project. But, you know, you always second guess yourself until, you know, you get that uh, approval. <laughs> uh, so here I was sitting as Andrew was having a, having a, uh, look at the folder. He was running his eyes over everything, and um, he lifts his head and says, "Okay, I think this will work. This looks good. We might even change the scope for extra visits. Would that be okay?" He said. To which my response was a big fat yes. <laughs> um, I'm thinking in my mind, "Oh my god, this you know this is fantastic." So. My God, I was a happy girl that day. <laughs> um, so he said that I should receive a contract soon, and I think I did have one in a few days after that meeting. Uh, we did negotiate a little bit further on my initial scope of works and contract value, uh, and that actually ended up being raised, but obviously I'm not going to go into the nitty-gritty of that because it is confidential. But let's just say that... I felt David Jones were incredibly generous in their requirements. I was afforded a pretty liberal license on how, when and to what I photographed. And um, I also retained all of my copyright. So I signed the contract and it was day one of the shoot. Um, Oh, yes, I'd just forgotten until just now. But that, at that stage of my career, my camera was not, um, so we, shall we say, the top of the line. It was pretty good. It was good enough for what I'd been doing. But I just felt that this contract required, you know, it required the shit. Like, you know, it was, it was DJs. And um, I just felt that I really needed to put my best foot forward. So... I actually went out and hired the best equipment I could get my hands on at the time. Um, And for the first few months of project, I don't think I may have really earned that much (laughs) Um, because I was spending it all on the hire of the equipment. But, um, you know, a few months down the track, I, you know, got to the stage where I could afford my own gear. And that's what I did. I just bought my, my own gear. Um, and can I say, there's absolutely no shame in that. If you're, you know, wanting to do something that's a bit out of, outside of your comfort zone and you don't have what you need in your toolkit, there are ways around making it work and making it happen. So, yeah, just, I guess, thinking outside the box sometimes. Um, so I was I was in. I was, I was really in making damn sure I was the most professional I could be. Not only had I landed a huge client, but um, I'd also, you know, earned enough 
after a few months to upgrade my equipment and upskill in terms of how to use it as well. So what a project, I tell you. So day one, um, I shot for quite a while, uh, just getting my bearings. Uh, so I guess each visit did become easier. I wouldn't say easier in terms of photography, but at least I was sort of learning the lay of the land on site. It can be a little bit tricky sometimes when you, you know, you're not there every day and walls start moving and things, you know, uh, start changing and looking different to what they did the week before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did sort of start to, to get, get my bearings and um, it was pretty cool just just being amongst it. So to tell you what the project entailed, um, David Jones was redeveloping their Melbourne flagship store, consolidating from three buildings down to two. And uh, they were also building new floor areas. So um, two new floors were being added above the existing operational building that was fronting the mall and the rear of the building was going to be completely demolished and six new levels were to be constructed. There was also lots of internal works in both the women's and the men's building, um, which was located on the other side of the mall. There was an underground service tunnel and demolishing of an overhead pedestrian footbridge, um, which was, was, was going to be replaced with a new three-level bridge. And this was all happening while the store was fully operational. I mean, that is a mean feat to the team right there. You know, you're in the heart of Melbourne, in the CBD, you've got, you know, moving traffic around you and the store is fully operational. So, yeah, absolutely a credit to um, the entire team out there. It was, if memory serves me, a two and a bit year project for me. I visited that site at least once a month, sometimes twice, um, when things were moving rapidly. Some fond stages were, you know, the demolition stages, they were especially cool. Especially one day I spent the most part of a day photographing um, the crane going up and the jumping of the crane. That was super fun. <laughs> Hanging out with the guys, um, getting different vantage points. I remember, you know, be, being gained access to um, get up onto one of the gantries and I just loved every minute of that. <laughs> so the project was absolutely amazing for me. Um, I met so many people in the industry, which later led on to more more work. Um, I was asked to photograph the opening uh, on opening day. And uh, so I was asked to photograph a special breakfast with all of the important vested people in one room as well as the ribbon cutting, um, the rush of people rushing into the store and some events that they had happening that day as part of the opening. And it was mayhem. There were, you know, there was press everywhere. There was TV cameras. There was other photographers. Um, even one of the morning shows was set up in the Burke Street Mall and they were filming live um, from outside the store. So, yeah, yeah, pretty exciting day that was. Uh, 
Now, I should also mention that during the project, I had been introduced to the David Jones Construction Manager on a few occasions, um, you know, our, our paths crossed. And after I'd finished my job that day, finished photographing the entire opening, I did make a special point of um, finding him and thanking him for the opportunity to work with DJs. Good decision. (laughs) I mean, it's something you should do anyway as a matter of respect and good business. But, you know, nevertheless, I was a bit in awe of him and his position and probably, you know, had been a little bit meek and mild when I'd met him previously. So, you know, I left that day feeling a little, I guess, sad that it was all over, but also a massive sense of accomplishment. Six months passed by and then the phone rang. And who do you think it was? Yep, it was the construction manager for DJs. And um, he was phoning me directly to ask if I might be able to photograph the next one. And the rest, as they say, is history. (laughs) So I've photographed nearly every major development DJs has built for the last 13 years. It's taken me all over Australia as well as overseas twice. Uh, it, it really has been my honest and absolute privilege to capture their stores and I'm so proud of this continued relationship. I have seen much change over the years but can I say that the people in the company have always made me feel so welcome. Um, each time I head out to a new store, it just feels like I'm coming home again with friendly faces and, you know, there's always general excitement in the air for the openings. So really, really just nice to get to know people and put faces to the names. So that's how I started working for DJs and thousands of images later. (laughs) But I guess that leads on to how, you know, your first big client gives you a confidence perhaps for more sometimes you you know you just need to take that leap of faith to get you going not long after finishing that project you know doors really started opening for me um whether you know whether I was in a different mindset maybe actually I'm most definitely was I think you know I had had a bit more bravado to approach things with more confidence, um, having landed that first big client. Um, I just, I just mean that, you know, my mindset really had changed. I started shooting for lots of different companies. I managed to get my name on the preferred master builder list. I started working with some of Melbourne's largest builders at that time. Um, I did shoots for companies like Rio Tinto. And then I landed McDonald's as a client. Yep, McDonald's. I mean, you can imagine the confidence it took to uh, get that happening. (laughs) But that's a whole other podcast. Following on from that, uh, I basically photographed the whole of the Docklands for Places Victoria. I've photographed construction projects in defence. Uh, which I could talk about, but then I'd have to kill you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, also things like retail, hospitals, uh, restaurants, 
shopping centres, multi-residential apartments, high-end homes, uh, laboratories, you name it, I've probably shot it. And sincerely, this is why I love it so much. Each day is different. Today, uh, I now photograph for some very large companies, but I'm also a mum as well, so uh, it's a bit more of a juggle these days. I do also photograph, you know, single-person organisations, and sincerely, I do value each and every client. Nearly all of my work is repeat clientele and nearly all of it has come from relationships and word of mouth so I guess my feeling on it all is is if you do right by people and go that extra mile deliver what you say you're going to deliver and deliver it on time when you said you would Um, also look people in the eye and thank them for their time and opportunities that they've presented you with keep your ego in check and be easy to work with. Essentially, you are there to be in the background in most cases. So, of course, you do need to be assertive when required, but essentially, if you service your client with a minimum of fuss, that's really what keeps the phone ringing and the emails dinging. So, let me just wrap this all up and finish off by saying... A huge thank you to Kate, Andrew and Jason for that first opportunity and to Hubby for his constant reassurance that I'm up to the task. (laughs) You'll never know how much it means to me and still does to this day for that opportunity. I guess to those of you just starting out in whatever it is you're doing, leap when you get presented with an opportunity, even if you're scared shitless. Um, I really do speak from experience when I say that every time I've gone out of my comfort zone, it's paid off and I'm sure it will for you too. So push yourself, get out of your comfort zone and take a leap. (laughs) Next week, I'll be sharing hopefully uh, helpful hints on ways to best prepare for a photo shoot on site. But don't worry, I'll keep it light. Pardon the pun. (laughs) I would like to thank you all for listening today. If you would be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. Or if you are looking for a photographer for your next project and think we might be a good fit, please get in touch via my website, which is sarahlouisephotography.com.au. Or even if you just want to pick my brain, let's, hey, let's talk. So until next time, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. See ya.